0: This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, life is filled with milestones. On today's show, we're going to highlight some important retirement-related milestones that you really should be aware of and let you know how to make the most of them.
2: Welcome in. Yes, this is, in fact, Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. 30 plus years in the business and so much more than that. Hey, Kevin, what's going on?
0: Hey, it is always good to be here, Steve. Thank yeah, you.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I like how you set this thing up. We're talking about milestones. You know, when you're a kid, you turn 10 years old. That's a big deal. You're a decade. And, oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then you turn 16 and you drive and 21, you can drink. I mean, you know, but wait a minute. Suddenly you wake up one day and you're 50. That's a milestone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to oh, me, that's a milestone. bigger milestone than, than any of those other ones combined, as far as I'm concerned, because oh. holy crap, we're looking at retirement.
0: Oh my gosh. And I, and I look back, and I'm like, where the, where did the time go? Exactly. And, and, That's and the I other say, part. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, man, do I sound like my parents or what? You
2: know? <laughs> well, yes <laughs> and, you do. And, Kevin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, and cause you mentioned 10 years old, you know, I remember my 10th birthday, I got this brand new fancy bike, you know, and, uh, I, I thought I was the coolest kid in town, you know, of course. and, uh, y- you know, and, and then you're right, you know, you hit it. 16 is obviously the big one turn, you know, you can drive and, uh, you know, but turning fifty—that's one. That's one we might not all have those same, uh, you know, warm and fuzzy feelings about. <laughs> no,
2: um, fear could set it, in,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think it does for a lot of folks. You know, right. unfortunately. Um, but you know what, guys? The way we can conquer that fear is by is by just tackling the problem, hitting it head on. Yeah. Coming up with a plan, right? We come up with a plan, step by step, help you figure out what you have to do, when you have to do it, and that's going to alleviate all the fear. And and once we go through the process. You know, one thing that I've always liked and that I tell folks is that uh, one of the best things for me as an advisor is is after we go through this process, we we get everything hammered out, uh, and 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 the client sees the details, they're happy with this plan we have set up, and they and I kind of see them sit back in the chair a little bit, they relax a little bit, and uh, and and they're you know they just they just seem more relaxed because now we've we've got a plan, you know, we have a plan. It's just a matter of executing it, and. Uh, so, so one of the things you into, you're going to run into your past 50, of course, the good news is that there are catch-up contributions that the IRS allows you, the government allows you to put more money into your retirement plans. Uh, so that's one of the good things about turning, you know, about right. turning 50. Well, and hopefully you know?
2: the kids are gone and uh, maybe you've got a little extra money.
0: Yeah. You know what, hopefully, and, and they should be out. Of, I would think they're out of college by now in most cases, yeah. you know, and one thing that I've found in working, you know, I've been working with, uh. I started in 1990 in this business and pretty much the, the majority of the time I've worked with retirees and pre-retirees. And so usually people, you know, in their fifties and sixties and beyond. Uh, and, and one of the things that we've seen is that in your fifties, not only is it usually your peak earning years where you're bringing in the biggest paycheck you've probably ever, ever made, um, but you're also probably, you know, once the kids are done with college, uh, you know, you t- you, they tend to have a lot of excess cash. In their 50s once that happens because it used to drop in you know 20 grand a year or whatever it is for college yeah, right and and so guys you want to take advantage of these catch-up contributions put every dime you possibly can please into these retirement accounts max out the 401k if you're able to max out your ira contributions if you're able to uh, if you can do it all of all of it that's that's fantastic you'll be in such better shape when you get into retirement And you, and you won't be freaked out if you happen to go on a vacation and you see, wait a minute, compact rental car is $110 a day.
2: (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with this picture?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I tell you, I just, I just booked the first flight and the first trip that I've taken in, I guess a year and a half since before COVID. And, uh, you know, I was, (laughs) I was shocked when I go to rent a car, I'm renting a car at Midway in Chicago, Midway airport. Mm -hmm. And the tiny, the tiniest you know, little tiny compact cars are a hundred dollars a day. Wow! And 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 I'm just talk about sticker shock. And uh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And 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 you know, I'm saying, all right, well, maybe these prices will come down. Well, guess what? They, they have not come down. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what? So hopefully, this is something that will be coming down. But I just want to prepare everybody because when I, when I saw these these, I saw airfare airfare skyrockets, right? All Hotel of a sudden, room boom, yeah, yeah. Rental rates at hotels are skyrocketing. Right. And and what is a big thing a lot of retirees want to do that they've been looking forward to a lot of their, you know, a lot of their working career travel is retiring, retiring and traveling. Right. Well, now, all of a sudden, your cost of that trip have jumped dramatically. Okay, And so if you don't have a good amount of savings put away, maybe you got to think twice about whether you're taking that trip. Maybe, you know what, maybe instead of maybe instead of going for two weeks, you go for one week. Uh, but, But whatever the scenario is the more money you get put away the, the obviously the better the position you're going to be in to deal with whatever financial issues life throws at you right so i would i would seriously recommend and strongly encourage everybody max out those retirement accounts and do not try not to okay i say do not please try not to give money to your kids or your grandkids or anybody else that comes asking you for money once you're past the age of 50 you should be foc- you should be focused solely on making sure that you're prepared for retirement And if your kids need help, there's other ways they can get it. They don't have to come to the bank of mom and dad. All right. (laughs) Get a job, (laughs) go, you know, get a job, get a second job, get a third job. You know, there, there are more jobs out there right now than there are people applying for. Uh, Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, so, so when I hear, I've got some people that tell me, Oh, my kid just asked me for another thousand dollars. I say, well, I hope it. You told them no. Right guys, there's plenty of jobs. There's plenty of jobs. And, and anybody that wants money should be able to get a job and and the good news is wages are going up too i mean chipotle just raised said you know to claim that uh because of having to pay their employees more that's their justification for raising the prices of their you know burritos so uh and that's going to happen i believe it'll happen across the board you know i think part of the reason companies aren't able to hire it's not just because of covid and it's not just because of the stimulus money that was given out maybe it's because they're not paying it the damn wage they're paying is just not high enough yep. maybe you start paying a, maybe pay a better wage and you'll have people lined up out the door sure you know. And, and there's also childcare issues with a lot of moms. Kids aren't back in school, so the moms can't go back to work because they're taking care of the kids. So there's, there's a lot of issues going on, but you want to make sure you take care of those catch-up contributions, especially the 401k. With the 401k, you can put an extra $6,500 in there, $6,500 extra. Whew. Imagine if you did that all the way from 50 to 65 right? That 6,500 bucks, you know, that's almost another hundred thousand dollars you can yeah. put away for retirement. I mean, again, if, you, did, if you
2: didn't start saving for retirement until you were close to 50, you're pretty much set then by the time you want to retire in your mid to late sixties.
0: It, um, you, you know, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to say they're set, Steve, not but, set, uh,
2: but I mean, I mean, again, if they have, I'm not saying, well, yeah, you're right. You're, you're, you're in a lot better position. Than a you lot better. Been. Yes. than if you didn't yeah, save at all, you're,
0: you're in a much better position than if you didn't save at all. If you didn't save at all, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure really what to what to say, but you're it, it's gonna be a difficult retirement. sure. Uh, if if you don't have anything saved, the average retirement check is about 1500 bucks okay um, And I think that may, you know maybe that'll cover your rent. hopefully you've got your house paid for and you don't have any debt if you don't have any retirement savings because then your cost of living should be really low. Um, but if you guys would like to talk about the catch up contributions or how this works, you can also put an extra thousand bucks you know into a Roth IRA or a regular IRA. Uh, that's not, you can't double it for each one. Okay. Uh, the IRA contributions are limited, um, you, you know, to seven grand. And if you, uh, max out the, let's say the Roth IRA for seven, then you can put zero into the traditional. So the seven is combined between the Roth and traditional IRA, Okay, all right. but okay. You can do the IRA in addition to a 401k. And then we get into some complications, what's deductible and what's not. So again, those, those are issues that are best to just discuss over the phone or discuss in person. If you'd like to talk about it more. Uh, please feel free to give me a call anytime.
2: 800-975-6717. That's the number you can call to get things going. And and um, So, yeah, going through all of these milestones, we're we we uh, we're still at 50. So what happens? Then we turn 55. Where does that come yeah. from? Yeah. You know what? Turning 55, the, the only the really significant thing about 55 is that if you
0: have a company 401k you're participating in and you decide to quit or you get fired or laid off, there's a provision that actually allows you to take – uh, to withdraw money from your retirement account without a penalty from that 401k in which you were just in which you just separated service. And I'm trying to clarify and spell out that it does not apply. Let's say you've got a 401k from 10 years ago. that one you, you would have a penalty if you take money from that one. okay? It applies to the current company that you just separated from. That's the one that if you're 55, you can actually take withdrawals um, you, you know without having to pay that 10% penalty. You will, of course have to pay taxes, right? Uh, but the penalty, the the penalty, um, they call it separated from service and, uh, you, you can use that if you're in that, if you happen to be 55 at that time.
2: Yeah. And and you need the money, I guess. I mean, the best thing to do is just leave it there, right? You You know, roll it it into an IRA, there you go. The best thing to
0: do in my view is to roll it into an IRA because with the IRA, you get, you get almost unlimited investment choices, you know, with a 401k plan, you've got a, a menu, of limited choices that they may be good and they might not, may not be as, you know, so good. Um, You know, so, but usually there's 10 or 15 choices, you know, usually they're all mutual funds. And so for instance, in particular, if somebody wants, maybe you get matched with a company stock, that's usually like the only stock that would be in there would be the company you work for. Um, You know, so if you, if you want to do individual stocks, for instance, usually you're much better off with an IRA. Um, and there's other strategies you can do with IRA money too. For instance, a lot of a lot of people, I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but just so you guys know, um, annuities are already tax deferred. But the reason a lot of times I'd recommend them to somebody with their retirement for, for their retirement money is because of the guarantees that are provided by the contract. It has nothing to do with tax deferral because it's already tax deferred. All right. The reason why I'd suggest it is because they want safety with the guarantees, things like that that you get from an annuity that you can't get really anywhere else.
2: And that makes sense too. I mean, to just, but the thing is, is to have that conversation, you've got to have the, the wherewithal, well, not the wherewithal, you've got to have the knowledge, you know, to, to be able to make those kinds of decisions. And that's why working with somebody like you, Kevin is, is such a big deal because you're a fiduciary, you're independent, you know, you're looking out for us and you always will. So yeah, your recommendations mean a lot.
0: You you know what? I, I really appreciate that, Steve. And I, and I'll tell you what, guys, you know, something that got me really excited on that note, uh, and I've mentioned it before. one thing I'm really proud of and one thing I strive for is to have long-term relationships with my clients. i'm not I'm not interested in selling something to somebody and then forgetting them and moving on and doing something else like apparently a lot of agents will do. Um, you know, I want long-term relationships. And a lot of my clients have been with me, most of them have been with me at least a decade. Some of them have been with me over 20 years. Um, and And what the uh, some of the rules in our industry in the past, you weren't supposed to use testimonials, uh, but they just loosen up those rules. And I find that very exciting because I've got, you know, I tell my clients, I wish I could record what they told me on the phone because I'd love to put that in a, in a commercial <laughs> yeah, and let everybody right. scream it from the mountaintop. You know, one of, one of them that I, that I uh, Steve and I were talking about before the show, he's a client of mine since the mid-90s. Wow. I think it's 95 or 96. And uh, um, he wants me to meet, you know, I already met one of his sons. He wants me to meet the, the other son that I haven't met, even though, because I always go down there during the day when his son is working, right? Um Nonetheless, he he told me he he really wanted me to meet my son, so we had to adjust our schedule so I get there later in the day. And he says, I told him, I told him your word is like gold. I said, if you tell me to to buy something, I'm gonna buy it because you've made me a bunch of money. Yeah. And if you tell me, if you tell me not to buy it, I'm not going to. And in the recent example, his son was researching online, found some pennies, found some, found some penny stocks. There's actually a Tesla stock that is not the Elon Musk Tesla Ooh. that trades at, you know. And it trades at like, I don't know, like two bucks or something, right? And guys, I am not recommending these stocks, to be clear. Um, but his son saw them and thought, you know, hey, maybe we can make a bunch of money on this. Uh, and he found another lithium battery one that was also a penny stock. These were both trading like a buck or two. And I looked at them and, and they looked to me like they've been hyped. You know, um, there, there's a there's an old scheme on Wall Street called pump and dump. And, and, and if anybody's ever heard of that. Uh, What what it means is that uh, some people will find a company that's a small company trading at a dollar or 50 cents a share or something with a limited number of float, meaning there's not a lot of shares out there and you could buy the whole company probably for $50 million or something, which is not a lot of money. And what they do is they themselves buy shares in in the stock and then they send out a newsletter or they have their brokers get on the phone after they bought the stock, recommending it to the clients to pump it up, pump up the price. Right. And then after they've made a good profit on their own shares, they dump it on the clients. All right. That's called the pump and dump. And, and that's what those look like to me. And, and I was talking to him about it and I said, Larry, I don't think you should touch them. I, w- I would avoid these things because they do not look, they don't look good. And uh, he did. And this was in March. Uh, we had that conversation and yesterday uh, I had a follow-up conversation with him and he asked me, he goes, so where are those things at now? And one of them is down 50%. The other one's down 34, 35%. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. all right. So he, so then he says again, he's got. Like, that's what I told Larry and his son. He says, yeah. "That's what I told him. If you tell me to avoid it, I'm going to avoid it, and I'm I'm damn glad I did. I lost half my money, you know." Yeah, so,
2: no kidding. I mean, that's you know, so guys, good.
0: So, you know, I I, oh, I, pre- I appreciate that, and and obviously I I appreciate his comments very very much, you know, because everybody doesn't doesn't watch as closely and doesn't really pay that much attention and doesn't keep track of the recommendations that their advisor or you know that somebody made to him. Um, you you know, and so that means a lot to me. And now the changes with the testimonials from the regulators, uh, means that I can get these testimonials. And, and so what I would ask you to do is ask your advisor for, for testimonials. What, what do they have? What can they show you? Does he have any clients that he's willing to put you on the phone and let you have a conversation with on the telephone? Because I'll do that. I have clients that are willing to talk to you, answer all your questions. You know, they're not gonna say how much money they, you know, what the dollar amount, of course, um, but you can ask them anything you want. What do they think about working with me? Do they like the service? Are they happy with me? Are they unhappy with me? What you know what I mean? I think those conversations are worth a ton. They're worth. they I think they're worth an immeasurable amount of money because you're getting firsthand report from people that have worked with this person for years. Right. All right. And and so if anybody would like to do that with me, by all means, I have clients that are more than happy to have a conversation and let you know what what uh, you know what they think. Uh, and and uh, and I have testimonials. Uh, that I'll be adding to. I've already got a bunch of them. Um but I think to me that gives you insight because let's face it. you know, in a lot of ways, you know we're we're in a lot of ways, some people think we all sell the same stuff, right? And so I think a good way to differentiate yourself is by providing testimonials, by offering conversations with existing long-term clients. Uh, in, in addition to other ways that, that, that I'll happy to go over with you too, but those are a few.
2: Well, I think that, you know, you bring up a good point. I mean, how do we shop today? If we're shopping online, we look at reviews. How do we book a hotel? Yes. We look at the reviews. So that's, that's, that's no right. different. And, and, you know, so yeah, if it's got five stars, then Hey, it sounds like a good one to me. That's.
0: Oh, you got, you know what? In fact, that's, that's exact. And, and maybe I, I guess, you know, you, you just, uh, you know, fished it out there because, because I, that's something that I do all the time. In fact, whenever my wife wants to buy something, you know, like, she, like her printer just broke and she wanted to get a new printer. I said, well, what were the, how many, you know, what are the reviews? Yeah. And, and there was more than like four or five, right? Yes. And, and, you know, I, I want to see hundreds of them and I, and I want to see at least four out of five stars. Right. And, uh, and, and that's, if I don't see that on a product, I, I mean, I won't spend fifty bucks on something no, if I don't see that. No. Why in the world? Why in the world would you give your life savings, potentially millions of dollars, to somebody? You know, if, if you're not able to do a similar type of review. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I, I just said, I'm really glad the regulators finally decided to update these rules so we can show them.
2: to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio X-ray showing any hidden fees in your current client. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717 or text silver to 21000. That's silver to 21000. Do it today. ages and we are only at 55. Um, so, but the next biggie is 59 and a half. And, and I mean, we certainly have had conversations about that, Kevin, and most everybody knows yes. what that means.
0: Yeah, it really, really 59 and a half. That's when the penalties go away. If you want to take money uh, out of actually out of an annuity, uh, or an IRA, uh, you have that 10% penalty, you know, if, if you withdraw before that age. So at that age, they, they, they waive that penalty. It doesn't apply. I'm going to actually suggest to you not to take the money anyway, guys. I'm going to suggest you let it grow as long as you can. Uh, to me these days, considering I'm, I'm going to be 57 in a couple months, 59 and a half doesn't seem very old to me. And so, No, it doesn't I think, at all. I, I think the best thing you can do is leave the money in there. Leave it in there. I'll tell you, I've had some folks that have tapped their 401ks, their IRAs to help their kids. I've had some do it to buy a house. And, and yes, there are provisions that you can do that, but- I never like anyone taking a dime out of a retirement account because I I have yet to meet anybody, anybody ever that told me, you know, that, that they, that they wish they didn't have so much money put away for retirement. Has anybody ever said that?
2: I don't think anybody's ever said that ever. (laughs) I I don't think, and I don't think they will, right? No, of course (laughs) not. So one of the other things about 59 and a half though, Kevin is, is the in-service, um, uh, rollover in-service withdrawal. And, and that's a little bit different, right?
0: Oh, it is. it is. It is. Yes. And I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, uh, Steve. That has to do with, so, so you're working at a company, you've got a 401k, and, and you realize that, you know what, maybe there's other investments outside of the 401k that you'd like to take advantage of, or, or, or you just know there's more flexibility and you want to roll it over, but you don't want to quit. You don't want to leave your job. Uh, well, the good news is that about 70% now, roughly you know, two-thirds or so, of companies do allow what's called an in-service distribution. And that's a key phrase, guys. That's what you want to do. you want if you if you're interested, you want to go talk to your uh, you know your human resources person or your benefits coordinator, whoever at your company handles those sorts of of issues. and just ask them if the company that you're working at allows in-service distributions. And if they do, then it's as simple as rolling it over, transferring it into an IRA. And uh, there's no penalties. Uh, we, we, you know we do it free of taxes by doing a direct transfer is what I recommend. Um, and, and that allows you to open up, open up the universe of choices, uh, where we can do, we, we can invest in all sorts of things. So, so that is really a very important one. And, and, you know, what? on that note, let me mention something else. I saw, there was a segment on the business channel a couple days ago, uh, on CNBC and it was, uh, um, uh, it was about 401k money that it, it's about people that have left their jobs. They called it a trillion dollar, a trillion dollar, uh, a trillion dollars left behind, I think is what they called it. And so there's over one trillion with a T, one trillion dollars apparently is still sitting in four hundred and one k accounts that people have left behind when they've let, when they've went to another job. Guys, if any of you are in this situation, please give me a call because we, we need we should get that money working for you. It should be working for I don't I don't know how, how you know because it makes me think if people have forgotten about these accounts, are, are they actually paying attention to it? Are they are they looking at how it's performing? Are it, is um, is it even making money? It be losing money. So I, I think it's very important to reconnect with that, find that money, you know, give me a call. I can help you track it down. I can help you put it all together. We can consolidate them into one IRA if you wanted to. Uh, but by all means, if you've, got a, if you've got a 401k at a company that you don't work at anymore, you really owe it to yourself to, to address it and and either roll, you, you know, you can move it to your current 401k or you could roll it into an IRA. There's any number of things we can do. Uh, but you definitely want want to take action on it.
2: Well and again if you look at Secure Act 2.0 is what they're talking about that looks like that's going to pass at some point uh, you know they're actually part of that is is creating a lost and found if you will for 401k's.
0: And I don't know why they didn't do that a long time ago. Yeah, that, that makes that sense.
2: Should, so that's going to make your job a little bit easier cuz you're the guy that's got to do the heavy lifting there. That that's yeah and it, and it
0: can get it it can, some companies can can you know can be kind of a pain in the butt to work, to work with on yeah. these things. Um, you, you know, but that's exactly what your advisor should help you with. You know, that's what we'll sit down. We'll go over the ins and outs, figure out a strategy and, and then, and, and we'll execute it for you kind of behind the scenes, you know, and, and that's certainly something that, uh, any good advisor can, you know, can help you with. Um, and, and it's really important. It's really important though, because something some people forget a lot of the times is that some of the rules of investing in portfolio management and risk management has to do with how much exposure you have to certain asset classes like how much do you have in financials or how much do you have in technology stocks or healthcare stocks or you know pick a sector and industry you don't want to be too overweight in any one area because any one of them can go out of favor at any point in time you know anybody watching the news has heard that uh, you know we've been in oh cyclical trades la- these you know has been recommended so companies like John Deere and Caterpillar that kind of rise and fall with the economy um, you know and and interest rates start to tick up a little bit. And then you say, wow, why are NASDAQ stocks getting hit? Why why are the tech stocks going down? It's because a lot of times growth stocks don't do well in a rising rate environment and, or don't do as well. And so when treasury started, the yields started to go up, you say, wait a minute, why, is, why, why are all the tech stocks going down? Well, that's why. And if all you've got are tech stocks, your portfolio is going to take a really big hit. So if you've got accounts in various places that your advisor doesn't know about, then it's impossible for us to do a proper asset allocation because we don't know what you have in those other accounts. And so so it makes it much, much more difficult. Uh, So you really wanna have those consolidated with one advisor, or if you're doing it yourself, you need to be looking at the whole picture so you make sure you're not don't have too much exposure to one area and not enough to others.
2: So it makes sense. you make me think of something here. You talk about if you're doing it yourself and I think for a lot of folks is in their 40s and maybe even early 50s, they may be doing it themselves. But at some point, it just makes sense to go with an advisor as you get closer to retirement. And and that's your specialty. And and that that really just makes sense, doesn't it?
0: Oh, I, I believe it definitely makes sense. You know, and I think you're right when, when you're younger. And you know, it, it it makes total sense. I get it. You're building up your accounts. Usually people, their biggest account is their 401k. You know, when you're younger, it makes total sense because you really don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have all these milestones, right? We didn't talk about milestones at 25 or 30 or 35. No, right. No, it, it, it's because they're they're for this, for this conversation, for financial purposes, uh, I'm, I'm sure you, we, I can create one, but but as far as the, you <laughs> yeah. know, as far as as far as the IRS and tax code and things like that, and these t- other types of provisions, they really start in your 50s. And and so for that reason, and many more, by the way, uh, I would definitely recommend everybody over the age of 50 to at least have conversations with some advisors to to see what they have to say, to to see if you could possibly benefit from working with one. And obviously, if you if you sign up with one, you can always leave, right? You can always leave. You mm-hmm. say, you know what? It's we. We. It, I'm. I'm just going to go a different direction because a lot of times I tell you guys every virtually every one of my clients has come from another advisor. Um, you know, some of their they've referred some of their kids to me, so they haven't. But generally speaking, everybody has already got a relationship with somebody, and and there's usually something they're not happy with. Maybe they're not they're not happy. A lot of times it's service because the person never calls you, they don't return your phone calls, they don't answer your questions. Uh, sometimes it's about performance. They're just not you know, you're just not making very much money. Uh, or it could be about fees. Maybe the fees they charge are crazy, um, y- you know, so there's a lot of reasons why. But you should evaluate that. Take the opportunity to talk to some other folks. Maybe you find yourself a better deal. Maybe find a better connection or somebody, you know, that thinks more like you do, if that's what you're looking for.
2: Sure. So, uh, you know, as these milestones go, one of the other ones, uh, and again, it's a biggie and I think everybody knows it, uh, is sixty two. Yes. You know what?
0: 62, of course, is the earliest age you can claim Social Security. I'm going to recommend in most cases that you do not do that. Um, there, there are, of course, there are, of course, situations where you don't have a choice. And and if that's the case, then of course, you've got to do what you got to do. Um, the drawback to claiming at 62 is that you're permanently cutting your retirement check permanently. So you're going to have something like a 25% cut roughly from what you would get if you waited till your full retirement age of but 66 just and it's between 66 and 67 uh, in virtually all the cases these days um, I want if you're born before 1960 then then your uh, your full retirement age is probably 66 and some months um, And if you're born after 1960 then it's going to be 67 as far as I know. so um, but but what you're doing is you're permanently cutting that check and if you're married, especially if you're the higher wage earner, if something happens to you then then your whoever whoever your spouse is, is going to be inheriting, you know, they're going to get stepped up to that check that's that's had a twenty five percent haircut. All right, I think one of the, to me one of the biggest reasons, the biggest benefits for a married couple for for them, you know, for the higher wage earner to wait until seventy is is that when he or she passes, the surviving spouse is going to get their benefit. So if you wait until it's as big as possible, you're setting up your spouse for a much better retirement too.
2: Well, that's nice. I mean, that's just being, you know, that's that's just that just is good strategy, and it just makes sense.
0: You know you know what I, I I think it makes good sense and I think it's a great way to show show him or her that you love them yeah right, right. that you want to take that, that that you want to take care of them and do everything you possibly can to me one of those ways if it's possible this is my plan obviously sometimes things get derailed right sometimes, sometimes. a lot of times you you know sometimes they get derailed maybe a lot of times it's a health issue and, and a lot of folks don't realize this but I, I think the stats are something like a third of people that retired that they retired at the time they did it wasn't when they expected to they retired because of health problems or medical issues or, and it might not even be them. It could be because they had retired maybe to take care of a parent or to take care of a spouse or a child. Um, you know, so, so, you know, life, life throws us curveballs, Right. And, and so that's another reason why if you're able to, to start, let's say you're 50 your early fifties, mid fifties to sit down and put together a plan with an advisor so that you can address these different issues. If life throws you a curveball. You know, that's when we can have a plan B or a plan C and, and we can, we can say, all right, well, it didn't work out this way, but you know what, we can take it. We can tackle that problem another way.
2: And the other thing all about right? working with an experienced advisor like you, Kevin, is that, that you've seen a lot of these curve balls and you've helped folks navigate through them. And I know everybody's different and every situation is different, but you've seen a lot of things that, you know, your insight can help us get through those things when, you know, for us emotionally, we might be a mess and you can help sort of yes. guide us through that.
0: That's, that, you know, that's a really good point, Steve, and I, and you're 100% right, that when these things happen, you know, it, it could be any number, maybe somebody got really sick, or unexpectedly sick, or it could be, uh, I've, had, I've had client, you know, they get, a, they get a cancer diagnosis, or a terminal, a terminal illness diagnosis, or any number of things can be devastating, devastating. And, and when you're going through those, it is really hard to focus on, you know, other things like your finances, you know, you're trying to, you're worried about your life, you know, and, and so, that's when it is incredibly valuable to have a good relationship with your advisors because you know you can trust them and you know that they're going to do what's in your best interest. And, and that's the relationship I, I would hope everybody strives for. That's certainly what I strive for. And if you don't feel like you have that with your advisor, then you should look, then you should look around. All right, look around, see, because there are, some, there are some very good advisors out there. I like to think that I'm, that I'm one of them and I know there's a bunch of other really good ones too. All right. Sure. You don't have to you don't have to settle for anything that's subpar. Right. And, and you know, and, and one of those ages, one of the other ages coming up on is sixty five, of course. Right. Of course. Yes. Sixty five is a big milestone. And, and one of the reasons why it's not necessarily the gold watch from retirement. Uh, it is it is the age in which you can sign up for Medicare, that beloved health care program that some guys like me in my 50s would love to be able to sign up for. Um, you know, but but met, guys, Medicare is going to save you a ton of money. Compared to most likely, compared to any other insurance plan you have, um, in, in my opinion, um, I, I know the insurance premiums that I pay right now are far larger than anybody pays on Medicare, and and that includes paying the paying for the Medicare supplements, which would cover all your out of pockets and your deductibles. So it it is re- it is really a fantastic deal. I would love it if they would lower the age of eligibility for Medicare. Um, but what you want to be aware of is that if you miss it, if you don't sign up for it right away when you should. Meaning three months before you turn 65 is what I suggest getting everything started so that you can, you know, so that you're good to go right at 65. Um, You know, but if you miss it, guys, you're going to be, you're going to be paying a, a penalty, a financial penalty forever. Medicare is going to charge you a penalty forever. All right. And, and so you really want to make, in other words, you're going to pay a higher premium. That's what that means. You'll pay a higher premium than you would have if you sign up late. And, and so there are some exceptions, you know, like if you're covered by an employer's health insurance plan that you want to stay on, then you, and you're still working, then you don't have to, you know, you don't have to switch to Medicare. Um, but, but there's not a lot of exceptions to it guys. So if, so if you're in that age group, make sure, make sure you're paying attention to the clock and, uh, doing what you need to do so that you can get signed up on Medicare. Um, and, and, uh, and that you don't get penalized for signing up too late.
2: Right. I mean, that's, that, that's really important. Is it, is it a process? Is it a difficult process, Medicare? I think a lot of people are, are kind of worried about that.
0: You, you know, you know what? Um, I'm going to have to admit I haven't gone through that process. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say I don't believe it's that cumbersome. I'm, I, I tell you, I like going to the Medicare website. It's Medicare.gov. And, and, and for what, what, what I would suggest, if you guys would like, you could either go to the website and, and, and look around on there if you'd like to, or if you want to give me a call, I've got some handouts that are from, you know, from Medicare you know, and, uh, one of them is a handbook. It's a hundred and 124 pages. I think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, Medicare and you handbook. Um, you know, if if you'd like me to send it to you, I'm happy to do that. I could email it to you. Or if you want to go to the website and check it out yourself, you can do that. Um, but you definitely should educate yourself on the program.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
0: You know, and make sure, you know, uh, because there's a lot of choices you're going to have to make. And, and, and one, and one thing I want to suggest when you're looking at supplement plans or deciding on any advantage plans, the Advantage Plan does does cover things that supplements don't, like hearing. Um, some some of them cover like hearing and and vision and dental, which Medicare does not cover. Uh, there are some bills in, in Washington right now. I think Bernie Sanders is pushing one that would expand the coverage to, to, so it does include those things. Um, but just be aware with the Medicare Advantage plans, typically you have a local network of doctors that you're limited to. So if you're somebody that if you're a snowbird, it's not a good idea in my view because if you're in a different state. You're going to be paying. You're going to be paying off. You know, off the street prices to go in because your plan won't cover it. So, um, the Medicare supplements are typically the ones that are chosen by people that like to travel because you can you can use that anywhere. Any doctor that takes Medicare, you can use a Medicare supplement plan. Okay. So, all right, and then you got to figure out the different letters and and uh, um, so it's don't just focus on the premium. <laughs> It's alphabet soup, but don't just focus on it because, guys, when you first sign up for Medicare, there's no underwriting. When you first sign up for the Medicare supplement, there's no underwriting. Okay, so get with a company you really feel good about because if you develop a health condition, later on you want to switch to a different carrier, you might have to go through underwriting that could eliminate you from their plan.
2: All right. Fair enough. So uh, let's keep going with on these on these milestones. Uh, 65, of course, we're all sort of know what that means. And then we mentioned this earlier, but 66 and 67, those are the that's when you get your full retirement benefit from Social Security.
0: That That's right. It's it's between, like I said, anybody born after 1960, I believe it's going to be 67 for your full retirement age. Um, and, and folks born before that point is 66 and maybe 66 in two months or something. Uh, and why that matters is, one, that's when you get your full retirement benefit. All right. Which means they're not going to they're not going to you know, cut it because you claim too early. The other thing is that it eliminates the earnings test. OK, if you uh, if you have already started collecting, you know, collecting Social Security before full retirement age and you get a job, it can be a mess with your taxes. It can it can really mess things up. They have earnings limits on how much you can make. Uh, and after your full retirement age, that goes away. All right. So so there's there's a few different things you want to be aware of at that at that age point. Um, you you know, and, and I'm always, as I mentioned, you get an 8% bump guys every year that you wait roughly for, to start claiming your social security. So even, even if you wait six months, you get, you'll get about a 4% bump. So, uh, the longer you wait, the, the better off you are in my opinion, because, um, you know, if, if you think you're going to live past the age of 80, uh, in 80, 81, that's usually the break even point for waiting until 70. So if you think you have longevity in your family, you feel healthy, you don't have any big health problems. Uh, it might be a really good idea to wait you to seventy.
2: okay. Let's wait. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my inclination <laughs> as well to say, you know, I mean, it, you know I'm feeling pretty healthy. I feel pretty good. I'm not really anywhere near yeah. seventy. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, yeah, all right. So that will make that part of my plan
0: no, that 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 is part of that is exactly part of my plan. i, I I'm planning to do everything I can to wait until seventy um, you know, and, and, and I'm married and I'm also thinking about my wife because something happens to me, she's going to get my social security check. Sure. And I want to, I want to make sure she's taken care of too. Right. Yep. And, and so it's not just to get a higher check for myself. It's also, you get a higher check, you know, if, if I should pre-decease her. And, uh, uh, so, th- so there, there's a lot of things to consider guys. There's, and one thing to point out, there is no benefit to waiting past 70. So definitely do not <laughs> wait past the age of 70. Yeah. Why would you? Um, all right.
2: Cause there's no benefit to that. <laughs> So, so yeah, take the I even mean, yeah take Social Security. I mean, you've you've certainly paid into it your whole life. Might as well take advantage of it. By all means, by all
0: means. And like I said, everybody wants to know the break-even point for waiting, and typically, you know, that's around the 80, 81 age. I'm so there. If, if you know, so that that, that that that's what I'm gonna do. Hey, my dad made it to ninety-three. I've yeah, got a great exactly. aunt made it, made you know made it to ninety-seven. So I'm like, all right, you're <laughs> you there, know. yeah. I, I'm there, man. I'm waiting till seventy.
2: And then uh, the the last uh, milestone is uh, seventy two, and and what happens at seventy two?
0: Oh, I know. Oh, well, that, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know what? At seventy two, that that is the age that the RMDs got pushed back to, right? Um, and 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 so you've got to start taking your, you know, the R the required minimum distribution from your traditional IRAs uh, has been has been required at the age of seventy and a half. You know, for my entire career, I believe. Um, and with some of the recent legislation that they passed, uh, it pushes the age back to 72. And so I think it's great. You can leave it alone if you don't need it. Most of my clients, you know, they only take it because they have to, um, you know, per the IRS. So now you can leave it in there and you get that tax deferred growth for a little bit longer.
2: I like it. I like the sound of that. So I know we got to wrap it up here, Kevin, but I got to ask you, how's peer growth doing? Pure growth. Oh, you know, you know
0: what, guys, this is, we, we gave back, all right, we gave back a little bit this week. We actually lost about three, 4% this week. Um, so we are, we are sitting on a 66.9% gain. Not uh, bad. From Del- <laughs> There's not- <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm thrilled with it. I, I'm thrilled with it, you know. But it's and, been uh, a tough week
2: this- in the market overall.
0: It, it has. It's really, it's really hasn't done a lot for the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, market hasn't been doing much. We tried. you know, broke out. I think we, I think we need to hit a new high on the indexes, but, um, you, you know, everyone's trying to figure out inflation and where things are going from here, and is it transitory or is it going to last? And uh, like we were talking before, like car rental prices, are they going to stay at a hundred bucks for a compact car? Um, you know, so nobody knows the answer to that, but that's what everybody's trying to figure out. I'm going to say I feel really good about the market. I think it looks really good. Uh, and and one thing I'm referring to guys, it, it's a, there's a stock selection process that I that I have developed. Uh, I've copied, and then I've re- I've copied from some of the greatest investors of all time. Um, and I've refined it, and I took it live about a year ago. I believe it was July 14th. I'll double check. I, I'm 99% sure it was July 14th of last year. I started a live portfolio, and this is a—it's all stocks. I call it pure growth um, because that—that's that's it. It's 100% stock portfolio, and it's concentrated. You know, it might—it it might only be 10 stocks, um, and so that's where that growth has come from. Um, and so, to date, we're up through today's close. We're up 66.9% net. <laughs> uh and and so i'm i'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm very happy with it thrilled with it and once we pass the one year mark i'll be bringing out a lot more data i'll be able to tell you guys exactly how many winners and losers and and everything else you want to know about it
2: yeah absolutely well and again this has been great i mean it's always insightful to chat with you kevin and, and i always enjoy our conversations uh, you know we cover a lot of ground but it's it's such good information and and it's always fun we have fun oh I, I have a great time with it I have a great time guys I hope you
0: enjoy it as well i really appreciate everybody listening and uh, you know feel free to give me a call anytime
2: and uh, again um so what do you want to leave us with uh, just uh, keep track of those milestones and and uh, reach out to you and make it happen
0: yes yeah keep keep track of the mile keep track of the milestones anything we talked about you have a question you'd like some information like i say whether it's medicare or any number of other other things I've, I've got handouts I'm happy to share that are free of charge and I'm happy to email them to if you'd like
2: Silverleaffinancial.com is your website. The phone number is 800 975 6717. You know, your website in and of itself is, is really a good place to hang out.
0: Oh, I think it's, you know, what we put up, we update blogs and we put new content on there every week, guys, every week. So there's a ton of information on my website, Silverleaffinancial.com, uh, a lot of information on IRAs and Roth IRAs, things like that. Um, and if anybody's listening, if you're interested in a guaranteed fixed rate investment, um, just for the month of June, we can get a 3% guarantee for five years if you have at least $100,000. Um, so a lot some of my clients from Illinois, actually, they've, they've got money market accounts making a half a point. And now we're going to be able to get them 3%. So they're thrilled.
2: I like that. Yeah. Well, Kevin, as always, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week.
0: Myself as well, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, be careful out there.